Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Here we are! My God, yes! <laughs> we, are. we are. We are here. It's true. Sorry, we we're a couple were, minutes late. For Germans, yeah, we're not very we were timely. chatting. We were chatting about chatting. camping and outside, and then it's like, whoa, nine o'clock rolled around. Yeah. And it's the raining desert. here in New York. That really has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but what's going on? Here we go. Seven as Nitzel Boys have found this Red Bulls podcast named Seeing Red. Seeing Red, right? Yeah. That's yeah, Mark I Christian, recommended it, it to you. Oh. I thought I recommended it to you, Seba, didn't I? I'm the guy who responded to you in the chat about checking out Seeing Red if you're interested in your Red Bull. Yeah, that that's the that is the quintessential New York Red Bulls it's podcast. The OG, it's it's Mark Fishkin, right? It's, it's, right? Uh, Mark Fishkin. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah, doing yeah, it for yeah. over 10 years. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. its first episode. Oops. It started as a New York soccer podcast because the New York Red Bulls were the only team in the area at the time. Then came the women's team and the Cosmos and NYCFC, so like... It spread, but originally it was just like the New York Soccer Roundup was the show. It was like New York Soccer, and Red Bulls was like the only thing they had. And then it became the official Red Bulls podcast, the OG podcast. Right. Uh, the New York Red Bulls were supposed to be playing tonight, but apparently it's raining. What's going on over there? Was the gods are saying no? What's going on? I have there? I've been pretty. Um, I don't actually know. I've been in here for a while. I've been working. I was when I was out earlier today. It was very nice, but. Um, uh yeah, I guess uh, I guess it's raining now. I have no uh, no further updates. When I went on Reddit like this morning, everyone's like, just postpone the game. Like apparently it's been raining up a storm since this morning. So much so they know that there was going to be no soccer game tonight. And sure enough, a couple hours ago they announced the postponement. I assumed I'd be watching the New York Red Bulls watch playing the Philly Union right now. Which was put me in a conundrum because I would be a very unfocused podcast host. I'd just be watching him all the But they postponed it for me so I can focus. Right now, I've got the New England Revolution Queretaro game on. So there is a game on, but I'm not super invested. So I just keep an eye on it. Um, we got two Leagues Cup games today. There was one last night. The greatest yeah, game of all pretty, time. The greatest game of all time. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good game. And then there's five tomorrow, right? Sebet? Yeah, I hope we destroy the union. I was like, uh, I was like, I I thought, oh, I'll just because kind of late. I was coming back from Vermont, and uh, I thought, yeah, oh, I'll check this. I watch this for a couple minutes and see how it goes. And uh, oh, I have. Hold on one second. Sorry. Turned the game on with sound. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that yeah, it was. I didn't turn it off. I watched the whole thing. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was a great game. There have been some bangers in the day. You know, people thought the LAFC Philly MLS Cup final was the greatest game ever played. I watched. It was lovely. But I have a sweet. Well, it took a while to get going. It was not. It was not the. It was not the greatest game for the whole time. But it definitely things happened at the end. Yeah. I have a very sweet soft spot. My heart. Soft spot. My heart. For the old San Jose LA Galaxy comeback super game from 2003. Ah, yes, yes. And a lot of people still bring that up. I definitely do. But this game last night is definitely in with a shout. I mean, it could easily be. It, 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 it's up there with the USA Mexico game of 2021, the League's Cup, not League's Cup, the Nations League. Oh, so many different tournaments. The Nations League final, where it was like so much happened. There was one where Christian Pulisic got that penalty and didn't shush the crowd. You know, that was such a crazy game. I mean, during halftime, a guy stormed the halftime show and jumped over the railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have been dead for all we knew. So you're saying just the greatest game in America or like... I'm saying last night had those vibes. I was like, this is an amazing game. I'm watching... 
because people are like, A, it's a hot night in Frisco, right? Can you do it on a rainy day in Stoke? Well, can Messi do it in a hot night in Frisco? For a while, it seemed like, no, he couldn't. But then he's yeah, like, no, yeah. actually, I can. Uh, and he pulled it off. And then two crazy it's- own goals, two great goals, Tanzanian refugee was- camp over and what- over what- again. What happened, though, with that Dallas the, – the Dallas own goal was, <laughs> the like, up goal. there. Up <laughs> there. Was, I, mean, I mean, both Michael of them. Farfad. Both of Michael, them were both, both of them, them were pretty yeah. both of them were pretty amazing. I mean the 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 Robert well, Taylor a- Robert Taylor one was uh, um, was was amazing. Where he came, you know, forward Robert Taylor comes comes back all the way, runs across the field to help his defenders only to to slide the ball into his own goal from a pretty a pretty poor a pretty poor Paul Ariola cutback yeah, cross he's not in the frame until the he last was in a second, very good position right? and then like and then the really didn't and then just sort of laid it off in a very uh uh you know kind of kind of uh, uh taking 80 percent of his xg off of this chance in one but then uh uh and then robert taylor slides it in but the yeah it's it's fun like if you see it it's just a bunch of like fc dallas guys right it's paul Ariola. And then it's a frame. It's rolling to nowhere. Yeah. And the last minute, you just see a sliding in Robert Taylor out of frame. It's like sliding in, completely redirects it, and makes it unhaltbar, unholdable for the keeper for an own goal. Yeah. Uh, not to be outdone. So that, also, but that was, but that was clearly. I mean, that was sort of funny. What update? What's happening? Quintero just got to. a VAR goal. Quintero we don't need to. Up. We don't need to do play by play for the. We'll just go I mean, update, right? All Quiretto's right, all leading. right, fine, fine. Uh, and, and service, viewer, viewer and listener service, that's good. Well, yeah, anyway, and then the Michael Farfan goal. Oh, my God. Leo Messi does this great cross, and Michael Farfan, the FC Dallas defender, is like, this is my chance to score a goal. This is my chance, to, this is my chance to, to, like, I mean, that really looks like what happened in his brain. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, it's going to be... It's it's I, I I on some level I know this is my own goal, but on the other <laughs> on the other hand I'm gonna just fully commit to this because yeah. because I'm never gonna get across like this again. Like hey, you know what? Like, I, don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Do it. Go get it, man. But that's what happened, right? Like it's because yeah, exactly clearly if he just doesn't do anything, it just floats right past him. But he's, like, he's not surrounded he, by anybody. He's not surrounded by anybody. It's he's got all the time in the world. And, and and it wasn't like deflected. He his doesn't head. have. I mean, he slammed it right in the goal. Have all, like, I mean, he doesn't have all the time in the world. I think that's that's not fair to say. But like, but he's but not surrounded funny. by opposing players. But he's yeah. He's taking it. He's 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 like, on some level, he decides I'm going to give this all I have. And he did. And he did. And, and more power so to him. God bless him. I love it. Now, granted, it's why FC Dallas were eliminated last night. Um, but you know. Hey, man, it, it reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons where, like, you know, it's that thing where you go to the Super Bowl and then Dan Marino, you meet Dan Marino and he throws you that pass. And you're like a little boy, be like, wow, I'm getting a pass from Dan Marino. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. It was like, It was just. I'm going to head in. Messi's, wow. cross, Messi's crossing it to me. I have no, I can't. There's, how can I got to head it in? And God bless them. They finished at 4 4, man. They finished at 4-4, oh, and they then, got him in the penalties. Pa- uh, Pax and Pomichol, once the future of U.S. soccer, one of the many who has fallen quite down the tree, coming off the bench, just skying his penalty. Just sky. Yeah, that's it was that was he was not the only one. There were some some uh, American women doing the same earlier. Yeah, Jesus Ferreira losing a one-on-one, right? Like he had one-on-one the keeper, then he slowed down, and then Kamal Miller was able to. Just, just yeah, it's a little. I mean, I feel I have I've had I had some mixed emotions. I gotta say, I mean, it is kind of you know we're all this is first of all this is all must watch stuff. Like I completely agree. Like this is good. You know, like I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely all in, and this this. This leaks cup that we didn't really know what it was like. It's definitely compelling, and and Messi's a, is a huge part of it, and he's been amazing. On the other hand, I also think like, I mean, really, he's just gonna, they're just gonna roll over everybody like that. Like, they're still a bad. I would maintain they're still a bad defensive team. Now this 
game could have even you know like if not for Drake, uh, what's his name? Callagher. Calendar. Calendar. The Drake Calendar. Yeah. He makes a lot of he he makes a lot of emergency stops for them. Right. He's great. There was an early one that got that got called back for for offside, but the first shot that he saved was not offside. That would have counted. And uh, so this. So on the, I, I feel like they're not going to just win every game, right? Miami from now on. Well, but they have maybe been, they will. So your guess is as good as mine. I mean, this league is leading towards Inter Miami versus Club America like final. Be like, can Club America do it? And who knows? Um, they're, they're playing Tigris next, right? That's a that's going to be a big. Uh, yeah, that's but you know what I'm saying. One. The the it's 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 built to be Inter Miami versus Liga MX or LAFC. That's what's built for. That's what they want. Club America want not, ever... Club America have not looked as good. Um, in their subsequent games, they were amazing against St. Louis, but then since then, not as good. But they're still, yeah, probably still up there. Well, I'd argue, uh, um, yeah, the last like Club America and Monterey, they're they're around thirty two games. We're almost photocopies of each other, hmm. and they prove that they that they both won a very controlled one nothing match, uh, Club America against Chicago, uh, and Monterey versus Portland, and th- they proved that they were a very tough nut to crack, and it had real Concacaf Champions League vibes because the MLS teams were home, they had the ball over and over again, but for whatever reason, I felt they could have played for another three hours. They would never have scored a goal. Would not have, yeah. Um, and they both had huge sitters that they missed, especially the Casper Shabilko one. You see that? Oh, wide yeah, open goal, one on one, tied up, to, oh, missed it. It's and like, then what they happened scored, to Casper Shabilko? And then they scored on the reverse, basically. I mean, like, not in, right away, but yeah. No, that was crazy. That was crazy. And then, and then Portland at the end, same thing. It was like rolling, one on one, kick it in. He, he, he missed it. And the reason it gives me such CONCACAF Champions League vibes because sometimes it seems like MLS teams forget how to play soccer. They, like, can't pass the ball. They can't kick it anymore all of a sudden. It's like, I don't remember this. I don't remember this from league games. Just for whatever reason, when it's big moments against Mexican clubs, they can rile them up, and then they just the quality just lessens a little bit. I don't know. It just had very CONCACAF Champions League vibes where it's like, we're definitely going to win this game. We're in charge. It's only one nothing, but... You guys are never going to score. And that's what both those games felt like. And I thought to myself, how is MLS going to compete with that? And I believe they're playing each other next. So one of them has to – I think it's Club America versus Monterey, right? Isn't that the – Oh, is it? Oh, I said Tigris. But, uh, maybe, yeah. I could, I could be uh, – no, you're probably right. Uh, yes, like, you're right. Tigris, Monterey, Club America is playing Nashville. Oh, well, it's Tigres and Monterey then. But essentially, I'm just like, I mean, how are we going to knock them out? One. And that's it's like, they just too. just pit them against each other. So, so like, they're like, they can knock each other out. It helps us out a little bit. We have LAFC and RSL. Tigres versus Monterey. Toluca versus Minnesota. Toluca has won their last three games for nothing. Hmm. So Toluca's on a secret little tear. But those then, are the those are the, the America Tigres and Monterey and Chivas. That, those are the those are the big ones. The, Chivas is gone. Three. You mean Toluca, right? Or Tigres, Tigres. Um, right. Sorry, it sounded like you said Chivas. You mean Tigres? Yeah. Right? No, I meant yeah. Uh, yeah. I meant Tigres. Yes. Yeah, and those are the big tough nuts to crack. Uh, and like I said, in Toluca, who's secretly been having the best record of all of them, and the game right now, Corretero was the poorest performing team, but they're leading now in the fifty fourth minute. Uh, New England's handling them, and one of the many topics I want to talk about tonight. Is Bruce Arena, minute. but we'll we'll set him aside for now. And I still want to wait. Do you know FC Dallas and Miami? Do we know club. anything? Do we know anything? No, that's part of what I want to talk about. Nobody uh, knows anything, including Bruce Arena. Apparently, he also doesn't know what's going on. And I'm very curious what's going on. I believe everybody is. Um, <clears throat> I know what Robert Kraft did. He hasn't got an administrative leave. I know what he did. The owner of the New England Revolution, but I don't yeah, know what yeah, Bruce yeah, Arena yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, uh, let's go back to Inter Miami FC Dallas. Let's go, let's give it the time it needs. Okay, so crazy okay. game. Inter Miami won. You're right; they're a machine, but it's freaking Jordi Alba uh, for uh, Jordi Alba, uh, Busquets, and, and Leo Messi. I mean, they're a machine ready to go. What, what are you, you going to do about that? Uh, uh, MLS defenses are notoriously not the best, 
And every game, people are like, oh, well, but FC Dallas is a bad defense. Every team has a bad defense. I don't know who's supposed to not fall that category. And if you ask me, are they going to win every game? I mean, maybe, Bjorn. I don't know, man. FC Dallas uh, is up uh, by two goals. They were supposed possible. to win. Yeah, and they scored four and couldn't win. Yeah, it's – it's um, Yeah, I think – Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens. It is uh, – I mean, it is an exceptional. It's just an ex- because not only uh, is there Messi, there's. I mean, first of all, f- good for him that uh, uh, he brings along people. You know, like he doesn't think, "Oh, I'm just gonna do." You know, he understands. He understands, even though he's the greatest player that's ever played. He knows he's not gonna do it on his own. It's not like he's. He knows. He is part of a, uh, uh, you know, he's part of a team. So he brings he brings his friends along. I mean, that's amazing. Can you and, and they and they're like, yeah, sure, we'll come, we'll come. Can you imagine Ronaldo? People don't like go out of their way to be on on Ronaldo's team. It's like, no. uh, so that's I, I find that pretty remarkable. Now they get other talent. This kid that came off the bench. Yeah, the new uh, Gomez. Well, no, he started. Uh, I'm a Gomez, the new guy they got. No, he looked or good Kramashi. too. Then, yeah, Kramashi. Kramashi, the 18 year old or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's also a, a new arrival, right? Who also. Who he's also a homegrown. Looks good. Oh, he's. Yeah, he's he, a, okay. He's an 18 year old homegrown. He's been... Well, so they're finding they're finding other help and everybody, you know, he makes everybody around him better. A Grover Taylor. Right. Who was totally Robert trans- Taylor before? Yeah, totally I didn't, I didn't know who he was. Transformed and. and uh, so there is a. Um, Joseph Martinez is there is, is a is magic there is yeah. a magic to it you know and it is it is um it is pretty cool it's pretty cool to watch like to to see him transform this shitty team into perhaps a contender yeah his off-field behavior has been excellent like his first game he dedicated to Sebastian Frey or whatever his name was for a guy that nobody knows the 20 year old who got his 30 CL tear uh, you know, and you see a video of Ronaldo throwing a bottle of water at the ref or something. Like, he's a whiny little baby. Where Leo Messi, on the other hand, you hear that he's like he's like a soccer sh- machine. He's a soccer savant. And he's the captain. He's acting like it. He is very supportive, apparently. Uh, there's that story where, like, on his opening game on the WhatsApp, someone's like, I need four tickets. And he was on the WhatsApp. He's like, you got it. I'll take care of it. Like, he was, he's like being a captain. And, yeah, yeah. he brought... You know, it's Barcelona rides again. This was the 2008 Barcelona team was the best, one of the best clubs of all time. And their core trio is like riding again, but in Miami. And like we, we get to enjoy it. Um, I mean, and- it is, uh, but I think that's just, um, yeah, like you said, I think that's just remarkable that there is this, you know, he has, he, he understands that it's not just, I mean, he's the best player of all time. Right. But he understands he's only the best player as part of a, of a, of a collective of a fabric. And that's pretty cool. Team. Yeah. In addition to his individual skill, he's just an ultimate team player. So it's like, he's two and two. And you know, the, the opposing players like Quinones and Velasco are young Argentinians and he smile at them, hug them. They change jerseys afterwards. He gets it. He's like, he understands everything. He's like the Messiah. He knows who he is. And he's just seemingly, <laughs> he's, he's just seemingly doing it right. He's like, even though they got beat, they still laughed it off. Took a picture. Everyone took a. All the FC Dallas players lined up to get their Messi selfies that she did. You know, we all. Everyone gets it. The other part of him bringing people, Bjorn, is we saw the Messi effect in full effect, and I think what we're about to see, which I guess I wasn't really expecting, is that every game he plays. It's not MLS fans. It's not home team fans. It's probably not even Argentinian fans. It's just a whole bunch of Messi fans. It's just people. Everywhere yeah. he's going to go, it's going to be like three quarters to 100% Messi fanboys cheering on Messi and by wildly, himself almost. Wildly random, wildly random uh, um, celebrities. Yeah, all of that. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, the Dallas fans came out and they were, you could hear them. Support, support their team. I mean, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna bring everybody, bring everybody's level up a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, I just find it like Beck. That was not Beckham. Beckham didn't do that. 
Uh, he had a little bit of that effect, but I think this Messi is the thing. This is this is why you know people saying like, "Oh, this is the blueprint for future or whatever." Yeah. This is no, this is, is a unique. This is not a. This is a. This is a unique. This is a unicorn kind of thing. This will never. We'll never see this kind of thing again. Enjoy the moment. It is so surreal yeah. to see Jesus Ferreira against like Leo, like to be like DeAndre Yedlin to Jordi Alba to Messi. It's like such a bonkers. <laughs> it's funny. Like yeah. worlds are colliding. It's like mm-hmm. holy crap. The, they're on the same field. Jesus Ferreira missed. Now it's now it's Sergio Busquets. You know, it's like such a merging of the worlds. Sebas um, Sebas S thinks that. Uh... If the if Red, if the Red Bull signed Ronaldo, it would be packed out the stadium, and yeah, NYCFC fans be, would become Red Bulls fan again. I don't think I would not. Little... I would not. I would not. I would not uh, convert if Ronaldo signed for the Red Bulls. I can. I'll, I'm one person who would. Well, Ronaldo to Red Bulls makes a lot of sense simply because the Red Bulls could never capture the huge Portuguese community that they live in, uh, and Ronaldo would connect both worlds he'd bring all the euro snobs yeah, in yeah, yeah. and he'd bring the portuguese in no they'd be a great signing off the field but yeah on the field who knows we'll see i mean ronaldo aged pretty poorly and messi seems timeless and like you said enjoy the unicorn just enjoy it while it lasts it's happening now it's going to be weird and bonkers and stuff but it's a once in a lifetime thing and when he retires it's going to go back to the way the league was I mean, there's no, there's no one else. <laughs> We're gonna go back to right, <laughs> and maybe All we'll right. bring some Euro stops with us, Bjorn. Isn't that the idea? Bring them, bring them along, huh? But let's play some chat catch up. Going all the way up, Hans Wolf is by JFK. A lot of pouring rain. That's why I asked. Hans, you said you're near JFK. Are you leaving? Or are you just hanging out? But are you at JFK Inn, your favorite hotel? Well, he uh, does. He brings. That's right? travel. He's yeah. like he's a he's a travel guy. Uh, let's see. I hope we destroy the union. Me too. We haven't. We'll talk about that game. In a one bit. thing we can. One thing we can agree on, right? Is that we don't like the union. No. However, um, I believe that even though the rebels won uh, the game, all this by us four more days. I don't. I think the Philly union is the end of our road. Um, you know. Oh, I you hope we no, win. Seb, no I'm with you. But no, Philly union, which we call the worms. Uh, do what we do way better. Phil, as much as I hate to admit it, Philly Union is what the perfect New York Red Bulls would be. They do what we do, but they do it better because they got Ants Tana doing it. They up. have a little bit, yeah, and they have a little quality. They have they're their own team. They're not a world global youth friend. You know what I mean? They're not built just to send people to Leipzig. They're built to be their own team. They're the Philly. You're right. Union. I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because it's it's uh, yeah, it's true. It's like. Um, uh, yeah, and they're similar in in uh, I've had that feeling with them that I've had also with the with the Red Bulls the last couple of games or so where it's like we should beat these guys, but somehow we don't. Like there is some uh, um, they they are they are are better than the sum of their parts. Yeah, they're doing what we're doing, but better. Like they're like we're not going to spend money on big players. We're going to have a lot of youth, which is what every club should be doing. They do a really good job at that, and we're going to mix some good veterans in there, like um, Alejandro Bedoya, and some good European veterans, like Kai, also Kai Wagner, and uh, there was Casper Shabilko. It's why he he's been stinking up in Chicago, but he crushed it at Philly. Like there's something about how they do it right that's like they're doing it right over there in Philly. Um, so as much as I know that they are my enemy, I have a lot of respect for them. So I do not predict the Red Bulls to handle Philly well tomorrow. I hope they do, Seba S. I'm a fan. I guess but my brain uh, says Philly's Philly's gonna get that one, I think. That We're was the thing that, that was the thing that that was the the um uh what's the what's the term I'm looking for? The uh you know uh-huh. the thing, the the, posi- the positive to focus on after losing to you guys was now we don't have to you know play Philly on the road again, which oh, that's <laughs> always agonizing. Yeah, I mean that game sucked from our perspective. It was it was a lot like the other game that was on my birthday. It was like why can't we why can't we get it together? We were we were bad. We were very bad on Wednesday. The blue team. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that's let's, let's do a little uh, chat catch up and hop right into the game here. Uh, so, Stefan, do you consider DC United as a biggest rival in NYCFC? I think these days it's NYCFC. The I ninety five rivalry has kind of died down a little bit. There hasn't been much between us over the last few years. I remember the big games. I was there in the Snowfest when DC United eliminated us. Uh, Nick DeLeon used to come off the bench and knock us out. We were the only team you would score against, and ba ba ba. You know, and Mike Pecky, one of our legends, won his only cup with them, which was weird. And, uh, you know, but I think these days it's got to be the Hudson River Derby. Don't you think, Bjorn? That's probably the bigger rivalry. Than from the, your, the, well, I don't know. From, uh, from our well, From perspective, our perspective, I would sure. say, yeah. Some, it depends who you ask. Some of them are old timers, still think DC. Yeah. DC. And you mentioned but the DC, Chicago like, Fire. I mean, what is the rivalry? DC has done nothing. Between, you know, between like us and them? Oh, yeah, it goes back been, to day one. It goes back right, to day right, right. one. But like over one. the last few few years, right. yeah, they, yeah. Haven't even, they haven't made the playoffs. It's back in like the day, they, they knocked us out of the semifinals when Mike Pecky was coach, and that was probably the last time we had a meaningful match between us. And, so, and that's that's what? That's, um, that's pre-Jesse Marsh, so that's, that's been four or five seasons. Ago, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's whereas NYCFC is a little bit more of a thing. Uh, although this year uh, anyway we'll talk about that in a bit anyway uh chicago fire versus new england was a rivalry i do not remember that being a rivalry I'm trying to think was that ever a rivalry i did not know that uh red bulls play inner miami and be happy to see Messi score oh 100 uh the, nico estevez the fc dallas coach said if there's a free kick in the attacking third for leo Messi, it's a penalty kick for everybody else it's a free kick for whatever reason any like free kick Close to the attacking third for Messi is like a penalty kick. That was a pretty yeah. sick. That was a sick free kick. I know one of many he's already done. It was a great free kick. Rebels have a good defense. Well, I mean, uh, relatively, I guess. Uh, yeah, we talked about Ronaldo. Um, how much are you going to pay to watch Rebels Toronto? As little as possible. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks is my price range. Seb, you got that right. Fifty bucks for a good seat. Maybe if it's the. Um, Love free chicken, sweet. free chicken free tenders. Chicken. The free chicken tenders, definitely. Uh, playoff game near Rebels versus Cincy. Tenants was 17 gay, which was bad uh, for a playoff game. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. What do we got here? Am I being corrected here? Uh, the attendance was 17K, which was really bad for a playoff game. You said it was 5K in the New York is Dying video. It was very paltry. What I will say is, Sebastian, they, they, the league inflates its um, attendance numbers. It's the only league in the world that does it. They announced tickets sold. That includes tickets that they've given away. The actual headcount of people in the stadium was always going to be less. And that game last year, and Bjorn, do you remember it? It was an empty stadium. There's no way 17,000 people were there. There's no, I think I, it was. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Yeah. We I had, had to on look Wednesday, into it, but it was not a lot. On Wednesday, I think they, they said 11,000, which. Uh... Which is not true. I think it was 8,200 is what I heard. Something like that. Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe I'm mixing it up. Yeah, it was not. But, but it was not super packed. Not a great attendance, right, for the NYCFC Red Bulls game. We could talk about that now, right? You were there, but you know there I were was, people there. Yeah, but I had I had great been... seats. I had great seats for. It was what a third full, right? Pathetic. Forty bucks. Yeah, it was not. Um, I mean, there was some. Yeah, there were some people there. I mean, there were more people there than when we had a home. There were more of our people there when, when than when we had a home game against Toronto. That's sort of that's sort of that weird, that weird um, uh, schizophrenic thing of our fan base. That if it's if we have a home game at Red Bull Arena, they don't go. But if it's if it's an away game, then they will go. So we had some we had some more we had some more people. It was. Uh, no, the the vibes were pretty good. I thought there was definitely some. Uh, both sides were loud. It wasn't super packed, but it was it was uh, there was some intensity there. Uh, it, we just sucked, unfortunately. Yeah, Sebas, were you there on Thursday? Bjorn, tell me everything. There was some unpleasantness after after. There was some unpleasantness after the match. Seems there's always unpleasantness after the match. It seems yeah, to be very solvable, but I no one's interested in solvable. Uh, I heard different accounts. You said you said that. NYCFC fans were... They pulled out knives, yeah. And then there was a report today that Red Bulls fans, the Hacienda 96, attacked the third rail. Attacked, but, that was yes. af- but that was after That's NYCFC I... fans pulled out knives. Ah, so, you okay. know, who so threw... it was our fault. Well, it, it doesn't... It's both, it's both 
was both faults. It was why are fans pulling out knives? A, why is anybody fighting? B, it's ridiculous. There's only 8,000 people there. Relax. Um, but you know whose fault it really is? Is the fact that they never ever dismiss fans uh, uh, differently. Uh, the way it should be done is the home fans stay still while the away fans leave, and then 45 minutes later, the home fans then get released. Or well, vice this versa. is this this does happen for the supporters. Um, uh, this does happen when you when you get tickets for NYCFC anyway. I don't know how other teams do it, but when you buy supporters section tickets for away games, they keep you there like a half an hour after. after is that what happened on Thursday? Well, I was not in the supporter section. I had tickets. I just bought tickets on the free market. So right. uh, I don't know. But usually, yeah, You, I mean, always. Usually they – and I think – but then people can wait, you know. People can just wait outside the stadium if they want to tussle. I guess. I don't know what happened. There was just fighting, and apparently Harrison PD has to do an investigation. But yeah. all I know is it's not worth it. Like, who's bringing knives? Leave your knives at home. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Just watch the game, and you win one nothing. You lose one nothing. Whatever. Shake your hand, drink a beer, and be like, "You got. We'll get you next time." You well, know we're I mean? having a we're having a bad we're having a bad season. Our fan base is not so, used to that, and people are getting we're not, people are getting tense. People are getting tense. We're having a worse season. We're having a worse season. Well, you won that. Our game, club though. is dying. I know, but our club is dying. Your club and at home, is we couldn't have more than eight thousand people in the stands. So have some mercy, will you? <laughs> Well, it wasn't me. I did not bring any weapons. I was just, I was, this was one of those, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fair weather fan. I'm always happy to be there. I, I, uh, uh, usually find things to be interested in and, uh, often positives to, to take away. This was not one of those. This was, this, this game just left me. I also, I guess a factor for just my personal, situation was that i i um uh was supposed to go to vermont that night and i let my, my let my wife take the car and i was like i'm gonna watch the game and take the train tomorrow and i felt a little felt a little sheepish about that decision afterwards i was like i would have been better off going to vermont driving up yeah. and sitting this one sitting this one out but uh it was just a um yeah, from our perspective, just a very two. Th- and I, I think it was sort of dif- similar to the one in May, where it was just like, I think we, I thought we did the hard parts, sort of. I know we were texting and you saw it differently, but I thought that we played through the press pretty well, especially on the defensive end. It's just that then our midfielders, our attacking midfielders, just could not could not do anything. There was just no, nothing clicked ever. Like people were had a hard time. Um, uh, just receiving the ball, and I thought, and I thought our first half was better than the second. At least there were some moments of of coherent passing. Whereas in the second half, we just had nothing. We were just until until the very end. I, I guess there was some. Once Talis Magno came in, he had some moments. There was I don't know. From your perspective, were you a little worried we would score at the end, or 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 not so much? No, not really. I mean, I. What I find funny about this game, and I think that's why we have two different perspectives on it, is that the way we play, we would love for the opposing team to have the ball. The way you play is you would love to keep the ball. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong or am I right? So, in a way, I think the reason we have two different perspectives on it is because both of our teams are playing into how we want to play. Well, and, and that's you're what saying, I saw. right, and when the, the New York and Rebels... When the re- when the result goes your way, then you're like, well, 4D chat. You know, we, we had them just where we wanted them. But I think I don't... We were playing think... with very high energy. I'm talking more from a Rebels perspective. We yeah. Under under Troy, he sort of re- uh, revved us up a little bit more. We've also lost some key players like Christian Caceres and Lewis Morgan's out all season. And, you know, and for our young squad of Obscurios and homegrowns, uh, they get together and they've reinvigorated themselves to play yeah. a really peppy high press again 
and yeah, they the play press, like they care. The, and it's the nice. press is yeah, the press is the press is good. The press is good again. That's definitely true. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I know. And against you guys, I saw that. So you guys hold the ball, but we hopped on you. And, and when you when you right, right. So we want to overturn it in your defensive third, and we did right. that. And that's how we got and a you penalty. Did that game. A couple, t- yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, you know, it was obviously a penalty, but it was sort of out of nothing. It's not like uh, well, now it's, it's not, not like enough. this was. We do high press to make you do mistakes in your defensive third, like James Sands having to run back and slide tackle Lukinius. So, like, it's not that's that's from the philosophy of ours. We make that happen. However, we right. still can't score goals in open play. So, like, we got well, a penalty and, also, and we don't score. You know, if we, we like, if if we get, um, yeah, no, I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you because the results, the res, the recent results are are unambiguous. So um, we just can't. You know, I think the point that I'm trying to make, which I'm not sure if it's even worth making, but anyway, my my uh, um, sort of positive takeaway of the first half is like, you know, the hardest part is to get through that first line of of press. Um, right. And that's obviously where a lot of things can go wrong. And they did that one time. But in general, I felt like we were handling that fairly well. And our defenders were 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 pretty brave and got through that first line. And then kind of and then we would get stuck like we would dribble into traffic or like get stuck when when the numbers were much more favorable to us in the, you know, towards the, the middle of the field or the attacking half of the field, like where there was more space, we would do more poorly, which I guess that was frustrating to me it's because it's like um you know once you get through that first wave ideally you have a little you have a little room and you can make stuff happen and we just never did well our defense uh, is tight to credit you know um carlos cornell great keeper uh uh and then um uh, andres reyes carlos cornell did nothing he had nothing what did he do he did nothing did he have a save did he get a shot on goal no no you guys never penetrated uh nihilus or um uh reyes uh and uh you know we have a so our answer to that is we have a tight defense built for that too so overall our philosophy played well today during that game so yeah, but I guess that's now, where the that's where Philly, the, that's where the uh, uh, that's you know where we it's it's like the you say tomato I say tomato you say your defense I say our attack was shit and and you say your defense is great who knows you know if, yeah, yeah. May, maybe fifty fifty how about that yeah uh, New England just got an equalizer live so it's now one one go New England so what happened with Bruce Arena you tell talk about talk about Bruce Arena. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say with the New York Rebels is um, against Philly, they play like we play, except they're better at it. Right. So it's a different. So versus NYCFC, I feel a little better because it's like, good, they're going to have the ball. We know them. It's going to play into our hands, which is what we did on Thursday. But that's when the, we go that's... down to Philly, it's like, nah, they're, they're, they do us, but a little bit better than us. Not that they're smarter than us, it's just that they have more they're of just... a veteran presence. And they have a deeper roster for it. And they, so yeah, they're and gonna, they have a little bit. They have a little bit more quality offensively. Right. Probably they have more quality. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So and, and, and they're going to be at home too. So add that together, right. it's going to be a much tougher game. And despite us winning on Thursday, like I said, I think it only bought us four days, which is tomorrow. So we'll see. I, I hope know, we win. No, you you got no you got no belief. No, I, I we can we'll win. See. It's MLS. It's fifty fifty. But like. This is this is where this is where uh, yeah I mean and this is that's that's usually this has always been uh, the setup in this rivalry with the, with our team and, and and your team it's always you know you come with the press you come with intensity and we have to have a little quality to beat that obviously we have to match you have to match the intensity and then you know beat it not by out pressing but like by having a little bit of quality and these were always. Right. And they're always tight. Ga- I mean, more often tight games. We had a couple of. There was that one, like the Tati scored like four. When was it? That was anyway. But usually they're pretty tight games. And then it's like one moment. Like last t- Tati at Red Bull Arena scored that one goal for a one nil. Haber at Yankee Stadium getting that little heel. Ch- it's like there's always one 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 moment is enough to make a difference. And we just didn't. We never had it. Yeah. 
you know, when we got Tom Barlow coming down one on one, you know, no one's scared of that. That guy sucks. <laughs> no He's quality just there. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just puzzling. Like we brought, you know, yeah, I would. I said that last time. I would not trade yeah. him for Gabe Siegel. And um, yeah. our our new our new Anyhow. forward our new forward uh, uh, Bakra, after having a great game against Toronto, was a little was out on an island and was sort of making dismissive gestures to his teammates. I did not enjoy seeing that, but we'll see. That's not we'll very, see how that's, that goes. That's not very messy. Like he needs no. He him. well, he says his favorite player is Ronaldo, so. Well, he's, screw him. Uh, he's doing he that. Go to Saudi we're Arabia. See. We're gonna see. We're, well, we're not giving up on him yet. He had he had one good game, one bad game. We signed a crap load of players. I don't even know all their names yet. We have signed two wingers officially. One is supposedly coming. Maxi Morales is coming back. We have the new center back that we haven't seen yet. There's like we have three or four highly touted new signings that are presumably arriving, and so there is. There's stuff to watch, but we're running. It's getting late early this year. We're not going to, I don't think, I'm, I'm not uh, not having a ton of optimism. We have two signings, baby. The New York Rebels signed a second signing on the deadline day. No, we have really? not one, but two 19-year-old obscure Colombian youth internationals joining the team. <laughs> and those are the two pieces necessary to make the soccer machine complete. We are now invincible. Right. We have some dude. We signed a young Colombian dude named Cabeza, which means head. We mm -hmm. signed him from Watford, where we got Ashley Fletcher, our last uh, 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 miss of many uh, obscure misses. And he scored three goals in his professional career, which means saddle up, baby. He's going to be on a tear in MLS. I mean, if he scores three goals in the Colombian second division, then... I mean, I don't know who can Ooh, handle watch it. Out, watch, watch out! Watch out, baby! Watch out, baby! Well, he so was. I should say. I should say people's names. We have Julian Fernandez, Argentinian winger. We have Alonso Martinez, Costa Rican forward, not necessarily winger. He has. Uh, he has. I uh, saw that. Yeah. He is. He's twenty-four. He's not a child. He has some. He has fourteen appearances for the. Costa Rica national team. So, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. And then we have uh well Bakra already said we had uh, we have Burke Risa that who we haven't seen, the center back. And then there's another we have the loner from Philly that we haven't seen. And uh and we're waiting for one more winger I heard who's also Well, Ladida, look at you and all your multiple <laughs> player signings. Well, but is it going to make a difference? I don't know. It's like we got ten freaking games left. Over, this is like where were all these? Just, where were all these guys three months ago? Over in Jersey, we do not. We sign nobody. We're just like whoever's around is on the team. Those are Jersey rules. If you're if you played for a U squad, boom, you're our captain next week. Boom. You know what I mean? That's how we do it over in Jersey. So la di da with your scouting and your player signing. If I didn't know any better, I would say that the whole point, all of our all of our players are 19, first of all. I'm just like, why are we a freaking U20 team? Anyway, I know why we're a U20 team because they're just farming them to see if one of them can hit for uh, Leipzig. Uh, you know, if, if that didn't used to be clear, they're making it extra clear these days, which is why a lot of Red Bulls fans have had enough. You know, and I'm kind of, <sighs> this is my collective sigh of like, yeah. <sighs> well, what are you going to do? What are you going to They're trying. They're trying. Anywho, that game happened. Hans Wolf in the chat. I wasn't there. Hans Wolf has some insight on this uh, on this fighting controversy. That's right. He grew up on the New York City street rules when more than one knife comes out. Super rare for things to escalate. I call BS. Both sides are lying little bitches. Yeah, I'd buy that. I think it's a bunch of people going, uh, a bunch of people whining going on social media. All I know is that behavior needs to stop even the lying it's like no fight no violence guys no violence i don't want to see it i don't want to hear it just have a good time we're out it's summertime it's you're outside everybody, just everybody have fun and get along everybody have fun and get along right there's no euro snobs there <laughs> fight if you're gonna stab anybody stab a euro snob all right at least one. Oh boy oh boy i take that back i take that back i take that back no violence. Best, no violence no violence some of my but, best euro snobs are friends stefan 
I know some of your best friends are Eurostars. <laughs> no, I, mean, I did that on purpose. I so, know, I don't, I don't. Me too, me too. I got plenty of Euro snob friends. And and also some South America snobs and some Mexico snobs. All sorts of snobs. Anywho, uh, well, such line, uh the signing is gonna make team best MLS against. Exactly. Exactly. The nineteen. Your two Colombians are gonna are going yeah. to are gonna crush it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like these two players are going to bring our average. Well, we have a we have a a few people coming that are on paper are legit, but it's like it's now really is. I guess this is part of the league's cup weirdness that we now only have ten games left. Like this is not we're not halfway through the season. We are much more than halfway through the season. So this is like. This is not gonna you know these these. You've got three weeks off. We don't have a. But there's not a lot of time. And usually these international signings, they don't like get off the plane and start killing it. They always need a little time. So I don't, I think, I still think we're not going to make the playoffs, but there will be interesting things to watch. We have seven home games out of the last 10. So we'll definitely get a lot of chances to watch these people. That's good. That's good. Uh, No, tell us what you know about Bruce Arena. Come on now. Nothing. There was a big athletic article and they said that. No one knows anything. anything. Bruce doesn't know. He said something. We don't know what he said. We don't know to whom he said it. The only reason there wasn't a statement to begin with, MLS had to release a statement. They said Bruce Arena is on administrative leave pending investigation. That's all they said. The only reason they did that is because Athletic heard it and they were about to write an article. So they got in front of it. If Athletic didn't hear something, they would never have released a statement. and, And... Typical Apple TV state-run media, they're not, they're ignoring it in its entirety. They're like, nothing happened, actually. Move on, please. You know, the Apple analysts. They did not acknowledge why Bruce Arena is not there. Today, at the beginning of the game, I listened very closely, and they just said, there's Richie Williams filling in for Bruce Arena, and that's all they said, and they moved on. No one on the broadcast said, well, I guess there's nothing to, there's nothing, nobody has anything to say because nobody knows anything. Yeah, but if, if this were a real broadcast, if it was independent broadcast, they'd be like, by the way, Bruce Arena, the most winningest coach in MLS history, is on administrative leave, and no one knows why. Quite the mystery. It's bizarre. Like, they'd say that out loud, wouldn't they? It's part of the story. I'm going to go yeah. into the rant here, but what do I always say? Offer us the full story. They never – they like to cut stuff out. Um, anyway – Gustavo Bo came out saying he's never the players, including Gustavo Bo or maybe Carlos Heel or both, are coming out saying they've never heard Bruce Arena say anything inappropriate. And people that know him and fans alike are like, what? That's not like Bruce. Like, what the heck is going on? And then, according to the athletic article, Bruce doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't know. And there was that recent funeral with that player who's... I don't know the story, but Brad Knighton, who's a revolution player, a former right, player, right, right, right. I believe his daughter passed away or, or his mm-hmm. wife or something. Something sad happened. Bruce Arena was at the funeral. All the executives were there. They were all there. He, he didn't know. No one said anything. No one knows. What I do know, though, Bjorn, is this. This is what I know. I know that New England Revolution is owned by Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft ran a child prostitution ring in Florida in 2019. Now, the only reason he's not arrested is because the cameras that caught him doing the act were illegal cameras. So his very expensive lawyers got the case thrown out, specifically because all the evidence, which very clearly put Robert Kraft in charge of an underage prostitution sting in Florida, a hotel, in wherever it was, Clearwater or whatever, um, the evidence capturing it was illegal, case dismissed, he got off scot-free. I know that. That I do know. Do you think that Bruce Arena, what he said, is worse than what his owner actually did and got away with? That's my question to you, is all I'm going to say. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Which one was worse? Not knowing the facts. Which one do you think is worse? Well, I don't think Bruce Arena is running a child prostitution ring. His boss is, by the way, the one that put him on administrative leave. I just want to make that clear. But no, you're right. We don't know what Bruce Arena said. So that's we don't. Bruce well, Arena. it's like you know, you can only. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever, whatever happened, I would sign with Bruce. I don't care. 
I don't know what happened. I don't care. It's, you don't, I'm, you I'm side the, you side with Bruce. You don't know. I don't care just because I'm on Team Bruce. Wow. All right. If I'm Toronto FC right now, I would want to hire him right now. Be like, just go quit. Whatever's happening, we don't care. Quit. Come work for us. We need you to fix us. Like, I would hire that dude. He's the best okay. coach in MLS. One of them. Definitely. All right. Uh, Tuck, you said that about tusks. you said that about Bob Bradley too. Yeah, Bruce and Bob. It was not since they fired Bob Bradley. Did Toronto get worse or better? Bjorn. They got way uh, worse. They got worse. Way worse. Way worse. Um, the, that's not really. Uh, that's, not, that's not exactly an endorsement. But okay. Taxi Fountas, oh, and his, yeah, he's, yeah, he's He was caught saying out. the N-word a second time, although he handed in a polygraph test. Did you see that? He I heard about it. I don't want to, like, I didn't dig into it. This is just stupid stuff. Like, anyway, bye-bye just, taxi. He, you just he got, got, yeah. He got his contract terminator. He's going away. Uh, because he got away with it once. Dante Von Zier, who did way less, got a much bigger punishment. And then oh. now he did it a second time, and it's like bye-bye. And it wasn't even MLS that had nothing to do with it. The league just and him just mutually they just they finished it like goodbye. And DC United having all sorts of problems. Don't, public service announcement here, totally so not really to soccer. Polygraphs don't work. Yeah, people who can people can beat their you can learn you can learn to beat you can learn to yeah. beat a polygraph. As a guy who loves true crime, plenty of people think they can and don't. However, like you said, it's possible to be that, which is why it's not admissible in court. Also, he was in charge of his own polygraph. He didn't go to like a neutral site. He had a private one done by himself. So, but anyway, he went. He, he, that. he used the he used the polygraph app on his phone. He used Apple <laughs> polygraph or whatever. But that's not the I, only thing. I, DC po- United I polygraph. Did. <laughs> that's I, I polygraph yeah it's uh it's next to the heart it's next to the heart rate monitor app or whatever it's like 40 steps truth verification app and then a dieting app those are the three that's on the essentials um uh these united that's not the only problem they've had they had to fire one of their staff members for doing a white supremacist symbol in the team photo oh my they did, god they did it's this childish game the world is crazy World is great. Anyway, DC United, they're cleaning out house. They're doing their thing. All, all is not great at DC. Wayne Rooney's got to do some cleanup out there after this all happened around their great all star <laughs> performance. Uh, and there you go. We got uh, Quiretro, New England going into penalties. So many penalties. Uh, so speaking many, of penalties, so many penalties. I'm thinking with League's Cup, it's lovely. I'm looking for the round of 16. I can't wait. It's been a fun little tournament despite the attendances being so weird. Uh, and do you have any last sort of thought? Oh, well, we got to talk about the ladies. Yeah, I was gonna say of leagues cup before moving to ladies. Let's do one or two. I want to do one or two leagues uh, cup observations, and then we'll move to the ladies. Yeah, one or two. Oh, you got more leagues cup observations? Let's just hear big it. ones. Sure. Uh, uh, thumbs up, me as a one. Uh, uh, the messy effect is gonna be weird because the messy crowd is a thing. It's just going to be wherever he goes, there's a bunch of messy fanboys. I've never seen someone like that before. His following is unreal, so that's one. Two, um, it, it shows a clear gap between the Mexican haves and the Mexican have-nots. What I've seen, I've seen MLS clubs are way more level, like they're way more on parity, uh, where the Mexican yeah. clubs are very much the big ones and the small ones. Which, you know, like, I mean, you, that's, yeah, we, yeah, yes, we knew that. We, we knew but, that, but it's extra clear. But someone no, released a graphic it's, where it's, it's like, very much, yeah. Someone released a graphic where it's one of the big teams had like the equivalent of 13 of our DPs, just the way they pay their players, you know. And, well, it's like, and it's like DPs. Bayern and it's Bayern and Bochum, you know, right. more like, uh, yeah, right. Uh, however, like Club America is a good example. They they went to Chicago. They played in their old stadium. It was eighty percent Club America fans. Again, surreal. And the Club America team was Jonah dos Santos. It was Alejandro Zandejas, and it was Brian Rodriguez, who just finished playing for three years at LAFC. And mm-hmm. Jonah dos Santos, who was the Galaxy holding mid, also for three years at thirty. So it's not like their players are the best players in the world. It's a lot of MLS guys, a lot of guys we no, know. No, but it's just it's just a more they they have more quality, you know, from top to bottom. Yes, and I'm wondering if 
the pressure of the day-to-day of being in a big club like Club America with their promotion and the relegation and the stakes, and blah, blah, just puts a little bit more pep in their step. Their players are just always ready to go a little bit more when it comes to big games. Because I'm seeing MLS players miss sitters and stuff where Mexican club players are more on point with their moments. They're like, there's less margin for error. And I'm wondering if that is related to the effect of coming from a league where every minute matters. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they did pause relegation in Liga MX for the last True, couple for three of seasons. It's not like, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not quite the same. But uh, but the pressure is higher yeah, with the media. Yeah, that's, I, and, think that's, that's, I think that's fair to say, yeah. So I'm not so my my observation is like their players aren't individually way better than ours. It's just they come from an environment of a much higher pressure cooker where their perfection performance is more punishable. Like this, they just come from a place where they have to be on their A game more, and it creates a behavior where they make less mistakes. That's my other observation. Interesting. I mean, I guess it'll be it'll we'll get more opportunities to check that out as this tournament progresses. Right. And I guess those are my big leagues cup observations. Do you have any final right. thoughts? We talk about the ladies. That's it. The ladies can't. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the ladies. Did you watch that game? I watched a lot of that game. I watched the Germany game and I watched the USA game, the USA Sweden game. The... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Both broke my heart. Both broke my heart. That's Germany pretty, ladies are Vec von... uh, Germany ladies are Vec von Fenster out of the window, or in English, defenestrated. That's an English term. You ever heard that term? <laughs> that sounds an, pretty dirty. I don't know. That's an SAT word. Defenestrated means you're thrown out of a window. Ah. That's English for oh, out, that's literally English for Vec von Fenster. Uh, the 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 German ladies were eliminated early. We have this new German soccer culture where our teams can't make it out of the group stage can't all of a sudden. I don't know where that, that came from. Well, I mean, the I think the German ladies were not. It was kind of uh, that first game against Morocco was so dominant that it kind of but they were not favorites they were not thought of as very competitive necessarily right the german ladies yeah no they were favorites to win the whole thing they were yeah not like the ultimate favorites but they were favorites they were good well no they were a good team it seemed like it seemed like they were they were tactically a little a little under under um undercooked maybe i don't know they were very inflexible, but isn't that yeah. they wanted to walk the ball in the goal over and over again? It's like you, ladies, you're a foot taller. Just start kicking them in a little bit. They never did. I that. think uh, I think this is sort of what we're. I mean, from the little bit that I've seen, I haven't seen a whole lot, but it just seems like there's just not as much. Uh, um, and I think the same for the American team. It's like they used to just sort of bully their oppositions into submission by being just so much more intense, so much more, so much better individually. And that's just no longer, um, David yeah, Riccio is telling me that they're ranked number two, no, they number were, two going into the tournament. I guess it's just me. I had no, I had no confidence. Um, they were supposed to win this tournament. I was looking forward to them winning this damn tournament. And they really? couldn't get out of the group. Yeah, they couldn't get, out, couldn't of get group. out of the group. They had the quality to do it. They they finished they opened the group by beating Morocco five nothing. And Morocco so got out and Germany were eliminated. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah. Blows my mind. And then we got the US women versus Sweden. They've been limping around and they got eliminated penalties 50 50 are they were they limping around this is an interesting i feel like this is pretty interesting um um you know like it's like a weird soccer thing like the u.s team they deserve to win every game they were in they generated they really underperformed their expected goals dramatically but yet so you could say on one on the one hand they play they played pretty well and just got unlucky. On the other hand, there's also there was you felt like they just didn't have it. Like it didn't feel like they were really flowing and right. and uh, a lot of the a lot of Alex. There was a lot of complaints by people who follow this team much more intensely than I do about uh, lack of substitutions and having having a lot of people that were long in the tooth and and uh, not giving young talent enough chances, blah, blah, blah. But I thought what was interesting was like, what is it? Is it, and what's the chicken and what's the egg? Is it like, do they look like they don't 
click because they don't score or do they not click because they don't score if they just score is it luck is it just being or is it is it like an expression of something do you know what i'm well, saying r- riddle me this do you know how many times the u.s women substituted during the the netherlands game a game they really struggled in yeah not a lot once like, no, no once, not until, once. Not until, and not until late yeah there was one sub late what is right. that communicate what is that what does that communicate? No, to your I think team? there's I think there's a lot of things like that you could say that there you know like I mean in the in the Sweden game Christy Muse her first touch of the entire tournament was the penalty she had to take in the shootout. That's crazy. You can't do that. That's insane. Yeah. And then Megan Rapinoe um, stepped up. And she made it. I mean, she made it um, to her Megan credit. Megan Rapinoe skied like, it. Yeah. Yeah, and Megan. Yeah, I think Megan Rapinoe who. Uh, is a legend, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think should have should necessarily should should probably have have just not gotten as much time as she got. Like she was uh, pretty ineffective off the bench. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, and then shanked her shanked her 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 penalty kick. Um, yeah, unfortunate for them. And then there was some. Uh- then there was some. Something about, uh, uh, yeah, Sebas is saying he's happy that the USA lost. Alexi Lalas was tweeting about how a lot of people don't like this team anymore. What's up with that? What's the what's the problem? Well, I, I'll tell you, all the stuff that I hear on Twitter. Oh, sorry, New England just missed their first thing. Sorry, I'm looking at the New England Corretaro penalties. But the, 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 um, uh, I lost my train of thought. The, oh, Everything I hear on Twitter about the negativity, I never see. I only see the response to the negativity. Am I doing Twitter wrong? Like all what I see are people. All I see when I hear stuff like what you just said is I go on Twitter. And it's a bunch of people being like, "Why are people bashing the U.S. women and wanting the?" So all I see is that take. I never see a bunch of tweets where people are like, "Good, the I'm glad they lost." People, good. Right. So am I doing Twitter wrong, or is it a? Are people making mountain of a molehill, or? And it's not just this. It's an example of what Twitter's always like for me. All I'm seeing are people responding to what people supposedly did, but I well, never I think, ever see the original thing that anyone ever did. I think a lot of that is, you know, people are looking for looking to stir things up because that's what drives engagement, I guess. So yeah, if there's you you have one person maybe saying something like that, and then you have eighteen people diving in to to blow it up. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. I don't think that's you doing Twitter wrong. That's just how social media works. I know people didn't like Vlatko for whatever reason. I mean, he was not. I didn't think he was an amazing coach from what little I saw. And, yeah, I guess this team, is, it's got, you know, Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino. they won two World Cups in a row. Like, that's their time should right. have probably been done earlier maybe. But the way national team, because Sophia Smith at 18's crushing it up and Trinity Rodman's crushing it up. Like there is a great new generation of players that maybe aren't being given the minutes they need. And we're in a transitional period. And maybe the happiness is going to force the old guard to retire, force to get a new coach and force them to refresh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a breath of fresh air people want. Well, and clearly no, the rest of the, and clearly the rest of the world has caught up. You know, the, these these other teams are very. I mean, Japan. What I've seen of Japan is incre- incredibly. Uh, I would love for them to win. Tactically yeah. well set up team. Uh, um, update update. Cuarto have just eliminated yeah, the New York uh, Revolution. Yeah, the New the, England the new, Revolution. The New York. The New York Revolution. <laughs> revolution. That's what we the need. New York, in New York Revolution. Is that, that's what. What, that's what the Red Bulls are going to be called after the takeover, the New after, York Revolution. After I buy them and I sign Cristiano Ronaldo, York, it'll be called Cosmos the New York Revolution. Revolution, revolution Metros, SC. SC. The, no, the New no York FC. Cosmos Revolution Metros, SC Soccer Club, because it's not it's America. There's no FC here. It's SC. Um, yeah, soon, soon. David Riccio but, is right. You can't just miss the goal on penalties. It seemed like in their in their def- if I mean not that I'm. I need to defend them, but like it seemed like the approach of the whole team was to put the penalty to not worry about what the keeper is doing and just put the penalty in a spot where the keeper couldn't get to it. And that, and I think that's always a valid that's always a valid approach versus like psyching yourself up by looking to see where the keeper, you know. But then people don't take into account that your body does not work the same when you're in this situation. So you're not like 
putting it in the same so that the, the shot that you've made a hundred times in training feels different when you're in the in the in a round of 16 penalty shootout in a world cup so then things just go away yeah it's just it's um Jorgen Klopp was asked once in like a Liverpool Q&A with a bunch of kids on YouTube about, it's like, I miss penalties. How do I do penalties or whatever? And Jorgen Klopp is like, there is a point on the goal where you can kick that the goalkeeper cannot get to. That's science. Right. How, like you can do that. The, however, it's like you can practice as much as you want. It's like when it's, when it's game time and the crowd is there and you're 90 minutes tired and everyone's looking at you. And, and, and your brain is just a popcorn at that moment, and so much is going through your mind. You know what I mean? It's like those, those, there's too many variables. There's nothing you can do about that. Sometimes it's just like you know, uh, Megan right. Rapino pomic. We, we call it pomicoling it. He pomicoled it. He pomicoled it. He packs and pomicoled it. Pomicoled it. She pomicoled it before that even was a, was a thing. Yeah. She packed. Uh, she. she um, packed I. Up. I. David Reach is saying this has been a great tournament to watch, and I agree. I. I wish it wasn't all happening at three a.m. I have. I. I have not seen as much of it as I wanted. Now, Sebas is saying that the women's national team they disrespected the USA national anthem, not going to support a team that, that does that. I don't. I mean, you're talking about Megan Rapino kneeling or. I'm no, not sure yeah, I don't know what that's about. I'm not sure what about. he's. Uh, what he's even. What he's referring to. But every um, each their own, each their own. Uh, if you don't, if it bothers you, whatever. I think people are allowed to do whatever they want. I don't know. I don't think. I know the league. <laughs> the league. You think people are allowed to do whatever they want? Except freedom. You said, freedom. You USA, said earlier. Freedom. You said earlier. Knives out is no good at a. So there, there's some limits. Well, well, technically they're free to do that. I'm saying don't do that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> They can do that if they want to. <laughs> All I'm saying is a free country for a freedom. You're just saying being you can free, do whatever. People being can do free whatever means want. as a person, you're allowed to make decisions that other people wouldn't like and vice versa. That's within, how freedom within works. Within limits. So. Within limits, obviously. Yeah, if, sure. If if, sure. Uh, if knife or gun violence is involved, there's some... I mean, uh, knife and gun violence is legal in a lot of states. Well, it's a free country. Right. Uh, I'm not saying you should do it, but I'm saying as some places there's freedom to do it uh however like um uh the league voted on this uh, in response to the kneeling this was a few years ago the league voted on uh if you don't sing the national anthem you're banned or some crap well they force players to to be patriotic i don't know what that's about that's very stasi to me isn't it yeah i think you should yeah people can you they know. rolled that policy back but when it happened i was like what the fuck is this shit Pardon my French. This isn't fucking the Stasi. They're allowed to do whatever you want, right? Or am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Sebas is Sebas is pivoting and saying that the Swedish women are very cute in his opinion. The you know Swe- what? I hate to turn that conversation, but there are definitely some nice looking ladies out there. One of <laughs> one of the Moroccan ladies. Oh is really, my really god. Pretty. We shouldn't <laughs> talk about that. This the is wrong. Political- the but they're athletes. They're athletes. I, these are these are both. We're like. I think this is probably where we should uh, end the show. We're like hitting what hitting a dead end after the other. One first, it's, there's we're getting into political discourse and our like rating the women's national team space on their Let freedom ring, Bjorn. Let freedom <laughs> ring. We're gonna quit while we're ahead here. Uh, now we're rooting for Japan. There's a Japanese fan, the best fan, the very polite. Is Harry Kane going to Bayern, Stefan? Is Harry Kane going to Bayern? You hope not. I hope not. not. They're My made Victor for each other. Instead. What are you talking the same about? They're right. made for each other. No, 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 no. Harry Kane, too old, too expensive. Go get what? Victor Oshaman for the same match. price. Match no. made in heaven. Match made match in heaven. not made in heaven. No, no, no. Fuck Harry Kane. Fuck Daniel Levy. Oh. Tell them to keep their shit. Anyway. Oh. Bayern should get themselves a younger number nine. Or how about this? Go make one. Huh? Go, go to the academy. Go to the academy. Go make one. Go make one with one of the Swedish players. Machin. Machin. Get the next slot on Ibrahimovic. Biden should have an Ibrahimovic, okay? They need to make the next slot on. Right? They already have the Ibrahimovic. Now let's get this slot on. Okay. All right. There you go. Seba's bored, which means it's goodbye time. See you all <laughs> next week. Uh, half of the League's Cup. Good night. We'll see if anybody can stop the messy train. Just the sense of all.